0: This is the Structuring Podcast. Good day, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode 33 of the Structuring Podcast. Today's topic is debt recycling with trusts. So, you might recall from a few episodes ago that to be able to claim interest, the borrower has to produce income with the borrowed money, or they have to have an expectation of income. So if we have an example of Homer debt recycling, but the trust is actually the investor, the trust won't be the borrower from the bank. The bank loan will be in Homer's name, so the trust can't claim the interest. Homer can't claim the interest either because he's only a discretionary beneficiary of a discretionary trust. So the way that trusts can be incorporated in debt recycling is for Homer to actually borrow from the bank and then on lend that to the trustee of the trust. So Homer would have to enter into a written loan agreement on arm's length terms with the trustee of the trust. I've applied for a few private rulings in this area and the ATO have said that the interest rate must be at least the same amount that Homer is paying the bank or it must be more If it's more, there's more of a commercial nature to the transaction, but I've gotten at least one private ruling where the ATO said it can be on lent at the same amount. The written loan agreement has to be on commercial terms, so it has to be the type of agreement that two strangers would be entering into. So you can't have wishy-washy clauses such as interest as determined from time to time or repayments at the borrower's discretion. If you did that, that wouldn't be commercial. The ATO have also said that there doesn't have to be security for the loan. So when Homer borrows from the bank, he's giving his house as security or a mortgage over his house as security. But when he on lends that to the trust, he doesn't have to take security over the assets of the trust. So once Homer does that, the trust will in effect be able to claim Homer's interests as long as the trust has an expectation of income. So let's say Homer borrowed $100,000 at 2.5%. He would pay the bank 2500 per year and then he would on lend that to the trustee of the trust. The trust would basically pay Homer 2500 So he's got income of 2500 from interest but he's got an expense of 2500 for interest which he pays the bank. So they cancel each other out. The net effect is the trust has a interest bill of 2500. So let's say the trust then invests in shares and these shares pay 4%. 100,000 invested would generate the trust $4,000 in income. So the trust is making about $1,500 profit. That profit, assuming it's in a discretionary trust, that could be distributed to Homer's spouse Marge, who may not be working or maybe on a lower tax rate. So the $1,500 profit could go to Marge, perhaps no tax at all would be payable and then Marge could store that in the offset account attached to the home loan and that money can then be used to reduce interest on the non-deductible component of the home loan and then it can go towards the next stage where it's another further sum is on lent to the trust And that is repeated until all of the interest on the loan is then deductible to the trust. So the steps are Homer and the trustee of the trust enter into a written loan agreement. Homer would first split any loans he has into the relevant portions. He would use his own personal cash to pay down one of those splits, redraw on lend to the trust without taking any detours and then the trust would invest in income-producing assets. The income could go back to Homer or another beneficiary, and the process would just be repeated over and over again until eventually all Homer's non-deductible interest is gone. The whole loan is then at that stage deductible, or the interest on it is deductible, but not to Homer, deductible to the trust. At that stage, the debt recycling process is over. Now there there is an issue because at law, the trustee of a trust cannot contract with itself in a different capacity. So if Homer was the trustee of the discretionary trust, he would essentially be lending money to himself and you cannot contract with yourself. I raised this issue with the ATO and they still insisted that the applicant of this private ruling had to enter a written loan agreement with himself in his capacity as trustee. Otherwise, the interest would not be deductible. So even though at law you cannot contract with yourself, you still need a contract for the purposes of debt recycling. So Homer would enter into a contract with Homer as trustee of the trust. Homer's the lender. Homer, as trustee of the trust, is the borrower. And keep in mind that private rulings only apply to the applicant of the ruling. So don't rely on what I've said today. Make sure you get your own tax advice. Get your own private ruling if you think it's needed. But you can use other private rulings as a guide on the ATO's thinking at any one point in time. All right. That's all for today. And next week we'll cover trust and death. A fun topic. Bye for now. You've been listening to The Structuring Podcast. Check out the show notes for today's episode at www.structuring.com.au forward slash podcast.